podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. Super excited you decided to join us. Um, it First of all, before we jump into the podcast, I was going to jump into the podcast there, but I'm going to wait for a second. Before we do that, go over and check out Dr. Dish, the machine, the, the, the sturdiest machines you'll, you'll ever see. We have three of them. They are second to none. Mention Coach Unplugged and they'll give you $350 off. Also, go over and check out teachgroups.com for coaches who want to get better. If you were looking for a roadmap, if you're looking for guidance, if you're looking for a Yoda, if you're looking to save time and not be watching those DVDs or surfing the YouTube, if you're looking to save money, teachhoops.com is your answer. You're not going to have a big stack of DVDs. You're not going to buy be buying seven courses. You're going to buy one. It's a one-stop shop. And you and and you and you get my experience of 30 plus years of of coaching, all the games that I've won, the state championships, the national tournaments, um, the NBA guys that I've coached. Let me help you through this process and uh, let's head off to the podcast. I'm not one of those guys. Our family has never been. You know, I hear a lot of coaches say that you got to leave it at the gym. And when you come home, you're home and your dad, whatever. But for us, basketball has been, it's been our life. It's who we are. Right. My wife's as big a, you know, fan, coach, whatever as anybody in our family. And and both of my boys are as well. My, My younger son, who didn't play college basketball, but he he would be an outstanding coach because he he understands it totally and right. can articulate it to anyone. Right. Um, but and I will say this: um, there there are some you know there there's some boundaries that have to be set. And there's some tough times, that's for sure, because you still got to let your son be your son and not just one of your players. Right. So when we got home, you know, Jimmy was Jimmy, not right. not one of the players on the court. Yeah. And if anything, I think like a lot of uh, sons that played for their dads, he probably had it a lot harder because you make it harder on him to make sure they understand that um, he's not getting any breaks whatsoever. So don't even, so it's not even a perception. Right. But I'll tell you this, Steve, as, as good as it was to coach him, it's been better to coach with him. Oh, I can imagine. Oh, I love it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, I've known it. My son's a my son's a junior, going to be a senior, and you know he's um he can shoot the ball really well, but he's probably as slow as molasses in January. Um, so that's why the some of this stuff will help with him. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I yeah, and I've coached him. I coach volleyball too, so I've coached him in, for volleyball for four years, a couple of years in basketball. It's been great. I mean, yeah, yeah, and it is hard. The people don't realize it's. There's always this little, you know, the, like the little two things. And, you know, there's dad here and there's coach here. And you're always kind of fighting that. Um, but I do, I do agree we're probably – and I've explained this to him. I'm, gonna, I'm harder on you. Doesn't mean I don't love you. I just – you can't have any false sense of um, favoritism or thing like that. So I think that's the thing we always fight, fight a little bit. Um, do you have any superstitions? Are you superstitious? I try not to be. Okay. And every once in a while, when I catch myself getting into one, whether it's uh, wearing the same sweater or wearing the same <laughs> box or whatever, uh, going through the same routine. Now, that is something I do try to do. 
Right. And I think that just helps me get mentally ready for the for games. Or I, I'm a big routine person. So when we travel with our team, I want the same routine. Uh, when we're at home, I want the same routine. And I, I try to keep the same yeah. routine. But when it comes to wearing maybe a, a certain color sweater or something, after I've done it for a couple games, I like to look at myself in the mirror and say, you know what, if it came down to winning this sweater on game night to be winning, we would never lose a game. So right. get that out of your head right now. I, I, I have I, – I mean, I'm like always the last – I have some superstitions. But, again, it's, I think it's more routine. And that's what I tell the boys. Like me, I'm the last one on the bus. I'm a, there's just things that I do. But it's, not, it's about me preparing for the game. That's right. That's what I tell the boys. It's like superstitions are okay. They're not going to – whether you put your left shoe on first or your right shoe, that, that's not going to matter whether you win. But if you do it – if you can come up with a routine in life, it, it, it does help. I, I mean, I definitely oh, – Routine's a big key to being successful because right. if you do the same old – your habits are who you are. Yes. So make sure that your routine embraces really good habits. Is, is, there, is there one fundamental drill, one thing that you would tell – you could describe or tell our coaches about? Like one thing that you say, okay, here's an eighth-grade coach, here's a, a college coach, here's a what, – what, is there one fundamental drill? I always ask this question. Is there one thing that, that you would say, try to do this as much as you can at practice? Um. Yes. If I was if I was limited down to one drill that we could do, one thing, it would be four on four change drill. Okay. And for those listeners who may not be and I, I know a lot of people know that drill, have used that drill, have coached that drill. You know, it's an old coach night drill. Um, it's just where you, you you've got four offensive players going against four defensive players. You as the coach yell change. The offensive player must put the ball down, and now those off just lay it down right on the floor. Don't roll it, kick it. Just put it down on the floor, and immediately those four offensive players are converting to defense. And the four players who were on defense pick up the ball, look to attack off the dribble, or make a pass to get a layup or a shot. Um, the kicker to the drill is is that the caveat is is that you can't guard who was guarding you. And so, therefore, that forces your players to communicate. The reason I say that drill is for this, Steve. Think about what you accomplished here. You're teaching your team how to get back on defense and pick up. You're teaching them how to communicate, which is the, one of the most important skills we have to be successful. It is. And you're teaching your offensive team how to attack the basket, particularly if they have the defense at a disadvantage, but not to succumb to taking a, a bad shot. So I love it, and if I was stuck with one thing, it didn't matter if I was an up the line, on the line, switch them all, right. don't switch any, uh, or were like us, a pack line team, I would um, – that's the drill I would do, four okay. on four change. And is there anything, is there anything you do – so this is, this is not, not on my list, but is there anything you do to teach communication? Because I, I, kids have yeah. – this is going to – I'm going to sound like an old dog at this point or a porch dog, but – literally we talked more as kids and I think this whole social media, whatever we can get, that's a whole different podcast, but it's like they'll talk until practice starts. And then as soon as practice starts, they'll stop talking. And it's like, really, you can't play this game. I always tell my players in the most important game you ever play, which is like a, just before the state tournament or a state tournament, you won't hear me. It will be in a packed gym. You will not hear me. You might not hear the guy six feet from you. So you have to be able to communicate with each other. 
and it, it oh, it's like 30 plus years of coaching. It's like, I, if you've got any way to teach communication, I would love for our listeners to hear that. Well, it's the hardest thing we have to teach. And you say kids, you know, get out of practice and all they do is talk. And I disagree with that. You know, I walked in my locker room the other day and I got one guy sitting there and he's texting. I said, who are you texting? <laughs> I'm texting, I'm texting uh, Johnny, who's sitting on the other side of the locker room. You're, you're doing what? You're, he's right there. Why are you texting him? You know, call him. Or I mean, right. put your phone down. Get up and talk to him. Right. So I, I think it's imperative that we have to teach him uh, to talk. So the number one thing is, is that we try to get him talking in everything that we do. So in practice, any, any drill, and I love it when they start doing it five on five. Right. Is when you pass the ball to somebody, call his name out. Don't just throw it to him, call his name out. When you receive the ball from somebody, call his name out. Uh, when you make a cut, call that cut out. So if I'm on a basket cut, I yell basket. If I'm going to set a down screen, I'm yelling screen for John or whoever it is. Okay. If, uh, if I'm making a – if I'm curl cutting off that screen, I'm yelling curl. Uh, so we're creating a conversation or at least communication from the offensive end. And then defensively, the same thing, But which brings me to the second part. Number one, you get them talking. Right. Number two, you've got to give them a language. You can't expect them just to come in and speak. You have to give them specifics that you want them talking okay. to each other uh, about, whether it's calling out an action right. uh, that you've got the ball. And, like, for instance, you know, you'll go uh, with our new group. You know, we did a uh, we did a one-on-one full-court lane slide drill the other day, and we had been – you know, we've got to talk. We've got to talk. This is the communication we want. And immediately a guy jumps on, he's guarding the ball, and it's like, blah, 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 blah. Whoa, you're not going to do that. And, again, I don't want you to do that. All I want you to do is when you establish that you're going to uh, close out to the ball and guard the ball, you just yell, ball, ball. I got ball, ball. So we have our gap defenders must call out when they're in the gap, you know. And we always say this, talk to the ball talk to the man in front of you. So if I'm in a gap, I'm talking to the man in front of me. I'm talking to my guy who's guarding the ball, and I'm letting him know, you know, Steve, I've got your gap. I'm here. He Ooh, I love that. I've got it. Uh, and then I like for him to talk in regards to what they're doing. So, like, if I'm three-quarter high on the post, I'm yelling, deny, deny, deny. Not just, you know, being right. silent guarding the post. I want to hear what you're doing. Do you, do you, do you, um, do you talk about, I mean, when you're doing that in a game, I like the sweetest noise is like when someone says dad or my name, you know, I always hear it. Like if someone said Steve or dad across the room or coach, I'll yeah. turn because it's, yeah, I hear it. Do you say like, do you have them use their name and then what they're doing or John, I got gap John. So they, they know that they're talking to them or do you just have them say, I got gap and the person behind will know that that's who they're talking to. How do you, you get that. I like them to use the name. Okay. And we, we encourage and emphasize that as much as possible, that you're not just speaking that I'm in the gap, that you're talking about who you're in the gap for. Okay. So, in other words, again, we talk to the ball, which means that I've got the ball, I'm guarding the ball, and that then we talk to the man in front of us. Okay. So that I should have on that play, I should have a player that's talking about having the ball. I should have a player that says I'm in your gap. I should have maybe a post player that says I'm deny, deny, deny. Uh, maybe we got a, a down screen occurring on the other side, so we got that defender yelling screen. Okay. And I've got a you know a guy who's 
recovering to his to his cutter coming off the screen that's talking about getting through it. Okay. Uh, um, do you, do you, going back to the drill that we just talked about, the four by four, why do you do this four by four rather than five by five as I'm thinking about that drill? Oh, you can do it five on five. I just like it four on four because it's a, a smaller game. It's easier for me to pay more attention to who's doing what, but it's very similar to a five on five situation. Okay. You get more reps. Oh, you get more reps. Okay. And I, maybe a little bit more spacing too, a little bit more spread out. You're putting, the, uh, you're putting the defense at a disadvantage and you're giving the offensive advantage because we all know if we can play four and four, that's a great offensive game. It's when you put that fifth player out there, it makes it tough. It makes it tough. Okay, um, good. So I'm going to do – we're going to do two more things. We're going to do rapid fire where I ask you a question. Um, like an example would be, what's your favorite ice cream? I won't ask you this. And then you would say chocolate chip. It'll be, one, it'll be a quick answer. I call I'm them rapid. Really good at this, but let's give it a shot. It's, it's rapid fire, and then we'll come back and talk about your site and um, where people can find you and all your information. We'll do that at the end. Um, people always yeah, tend to love this. All right, what's your favorite brand of basketball? University of Arkansas, Fort Smith. Okay, I got it. Going to play. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so, so this is. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how to word this. This is my fault. So I'm talking about like Nike, Adidas. Oh. I get your I get your brand. No, no, I get it. I just can't. I've, I've asked coaches to help me word that the right way. Great answer. <laughs> but no, I got you. Go ahead. I get that answer a lot, and it's like I got to figure out how to word that so I don't like. Like I don't want to tell people Spalding, but I have to figure out a better way to word that. So what 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 ball do you guys use, or what's your favorite? What's your favorite ball? We we use the Wilson. Um, ball because that's the NCA approved ball. So that's the ball I want to use in practice. That's the ball we're going to see 99.9%. Even if we're playing a team out of our league and our league, the Lone Star um, okay. uses the Wilson. So that's, okay. that's the ball of choice. But growing up, uh, we used Rollins and that was always, uh, I was a big fan of the Rollins ball for that standpoint for that reason. because that's what I grew up with. But even when I was a kid going way back, um, Spalding because that was the NBA ball. Yeah, it is. It's it's funny how that works. Uh, what's one word to describe your ideal player? Tough. Okay. Uh, Tough. If you could go to one sporting event in the entire world, what would it be? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I'm not going to give you one. Okay. I'll give you two. Okay. Uh, I think the opportunity to be uh, courtside at an NBA championship game or to be at the world a world series game i'm a big baseball fan okay you see my hat i i, I did i can't i didn't really notice it though who do you have on i, I it's the cubs so oh, I, I, you know yeah, i've been to wrigley there's there's that's one of my uh favorite places to go see a game yep it's wrigley and fenway my dad's 80 plus and i never thought he'd see it um you know, we got cable TV because it was on WGN. So that's the only, <laughs> you know, it's a disease. Being a Cub fan is a disease. Um, what's your favorite pregame meal? Well, we always basically eat the same thing. We're going to have grilled chicken and pasta. So okay. that's it because that's part of our routine. That's like the, the Bobby Knight kind of, what did he have? Everybody had vanilla and he had like, um, what did he have? He always had a different flavor. But uh, one thing you do to relax. Barbecue. Oh, really? I love it. Love it. I, I, I know it's not my uh, day job. I understand my day job. But, um, yeah, I, uh, I enjoy barbecuing. And, um, yeah, it's been fun. 
what kind of barbecue do you have? Do you have a smoker um, or what do you have? I do. I've got a Traeger grill, so it, it does all the above. It smokes, it grills, it bastes, it roasts. Um, oh, you know, wow. I, I, I really enjoy smoking food, do a lot of... Hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Please subscribe, like, jump up and down. Tell us how, how great we are with uh, Basketball Coach Unplugged, uh, wherever you listen to them, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast, Castify. There's all sorts of them. Anchor. Um, anyway, uh, we would love those. We read every one of those. Um, also, go over and check out ttubes.com for coaches who want to get better. I'm challenging you right now. I, I would first of all challenge you. There's not another membership site like ours where, you know, you, you you can ask my members. You call, you email. I will. I respond like that because this is my this is my thing. I lo- I love doing this. Um, also, go over and check out our other podcast, uh, High School Hoops with Jake and I. Once a week and teacher side gig. So especially for those teachers out there that are looking, you can hear other teachers that are doing similar things and uh, keeping the <laughs> keeping the lights on in their in their houses. So let's head back to the podcast. You know whether it's a, a pork shoulder, Boston butt, or ribs, or uh, steaks, or uh, oh, wow. chicken, whatever. Yeah, you're making me hungry. Um, brisket. <laughs> I, that's what that's been one of my deals here lately is doing brisket. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, my mom makes a good brisket. Um, one coaching technique you consider important? I think that uh, again, I would get to the Tate's lock rule of two. Uh, it takes about two minutes to demonstrate, explain the drill. It takes about two two days for a player to get the feel, but it takes about two months for it to be a habit, and just. I guess getting to your question, the ability to be a teacher. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's what, that's one of my better responses to that question. I love that. Uh, best basketball player you have seen in person? Uh, without question, uh, Michael Jordan. Okay. Best player of all time? Michael Jordan. Okay. Uh, this one we've already done. Favorite drill we already did. One thing you helped, helped you become a better coach? Coached my son. Really? Why? Um, just having a better understanding of what we're putting our players through and what we ask them to do and the demands that we put on them. Okay. Yep. I, I tell a story. I tell a story um, to uh, whenever I get a chance to tell the story. Is um, it was either last year or the year before? Yeah, I always I have... see your hat. It's the 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 build. Oh, there. there we go. There I go. see it. Now. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Um, I, uh, I feel like going crazy there. I just look, you can see it. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I tell a story about my son, and we always do exit interviews with our players. And he was a sophomore. He was going to be a freshman, going to be a sophomore. And I sat my two assistants and me and him in a, in in the locker room, and I went through what I saw during the season, and then what my expectations were over the next nine months before the next season started. And what he told his mom, I said, and what I actually said, we're not even in the same world. <laughs> totally different. Huh? Totally different. So it was like one of those valuable, like, okay, so this is what Absolutely. it's like. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite quote? Um, I, I'm, again, I'm, I, I'm cheating here. I'm going to give you two. These aren't necessarily okay. quotes or acronyms. Okay. I love when, W-I-N, what's important now, that we – constantly focus on what's important now and stay in the moment and then the second one is tght tght the game honors toughness 
we emphasize that to no end. It was our kind of our mantra for last year, mantra for our team at Delta State, TGA State, the game honors toughness. Oh, I love that. Uh, best game you've seen in person? I will go back and give you one other quote. Um, okay. I don't know if this is a quote either, but one of my favorite movies, because I think it's a great coaching movie, and there's a ton of great coaching movies, but The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. I actually posted something about that today. Okay. And at one point he, he's talking and he says, from the moment, uh, from the moment they wake, they devote themselves to perfection of whatever it is they're pursuing. Something like that along those lines. Right. How good is that? That, that from the minute you wake up, that you're working to be the best you can be at whatever it is that you chose to do and you stay focused on that. And that's best a great life lesson. Seen. Yeah. Best that's game, a um, best game you've seen in person. Best game I've seen in person. Indiana Syracuse when uh, Key Smart hit the game winning shot to win the national title in 19, I believe that was 87. Oh God. I remember that game. I might've been watching that game on black and white TV. Um, one word to describe your coaching style. Uh, teacher. Uh, teaching. Yep. Best basketball coach of all time. Oh, I, that's a hard one, but I, I think I will have to say, I'm going to give you my Mount Rushmore. Okay. How's that's that? fair. That's fair. My Mount Rushmore would be Bob Knight, Dick Bennett, Rick Majerus. And then my all-time favorite teacher and a very dear friend that I miss dearly today, Don Mike. Yeah. The, 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 I mean, I, I keep, you can see in the back here, you can see in the, here, I'll, I'll, I'll switch the screen. You can see in the back of that, I'm, I love reading stuff. Every once in a while, I'll find a Don Meyer, like, little, little note. I mean, he, he, he shared more information than any coach Nobody. ever. He Nobody's was a giver. Nothing. People don't realize it. I still, I still have VHS tapes from him. And it's like every once in a while, and it just makes me smile because it's one of the reasons I started the podcast. It's one of the reasons I do my YouTube. It's like he, would, he wanted to help. Every, I mean, he was always taking notes. He was always sharing. He would always, always respond. I mean, yeah, there's, not, there's no one that's impacted the game. Yeah. He was, uh, he was a great friend to all coaches. He really was. Um, what is um, one book you would recommend? Oh, there's so many out there that are great. Um, I think any of John Gordon's uh, things are outstanding. Yep. Uh, I really loved Urban Meyer's book, Above the Line. I'm rereading right now. Um, uh, it's uh, Bo Schembechler's book. It's called uh, Bo's Lessons on Leadership. Outstanding book. I Right off the top of my head, I forget who the author is. I'll tell you another one of my favorite uh, coaching books is The Season with Dick Bennett by Eric Ferris. That's a great book. That is a great, great book. book. So I tell people it's not only reading basketball books, too. That's the thing is if oh, people are yeah. exceptional, yeah. If you're exceptional. Leaders are leaders and leaders are readers. So uh, yes. reading is important. And sometimes we've lost that a little bit today because it's just so easy to watch a video or yep. you know, go online, do something like that. But reading, reading, I, I – I am a uh, avid reader. Probably don't do it as much as I should, but I try to read as many uh, different books. Now, when I say different, I'm not going to read something that's fiction or right. Pretty much stick into um, to books that are autobiographies about people that I admire or 
groups or who are very successful. And then I love reading leadership and, um, you know, um, what's the name of the books, how to help, how to get. Yeah. You, you see, so the, you know, the funny part is, is I've, you can tell I'm an avid reader, but I, as I've gotten older, I got to find, I got to do it like in the middle of the day or I fall asleep. You know, I'm getting, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's four, seven, it's seven o'clock and I start reading. And it's like, there's, Oh God, I got to Maybe I'll have to walk around the house and read or do something like that. Um, we did that one. Uh, what once one thing you would change about the game? Oh, um, I got a good one on this one, but go ahead. I, I would leave basketball the way it is. Uh, I'm so, so tired of us trying to change the college game. Uh, I really think we've got a great game right now. Uh, I'm in a minority here. I know I'm in a vast minority. I love halves because it's, it is different. why I like it. I love the one-on-one. I love seven fouls put you into the one-on-one. Right. It teaches you not to foul. It rewards the team that has been fouled. It rewards you for getting fouled. Yep. I'm not a fan of the shot clock. It's amazing to me that, you know, 50 years ago, we averaged more points per game playing without a shot clock. I get it. You know, nobody wants – although I love it, but right. nobody else wants to go see a 15 to 13. Right. <laughs> um, but I do think that – I tell you what I really liked is when we had the 45-second shot clock because I thought that allowed you to work to get a good shot. It allowed you to work to get a good shot against the zone defense particularly, but it didn't allow you to hold the basketball. Right. But we as coaches, uh, you know, we're all about uh, change and adapt. Yeah. So if they change it, we'll adapt to it. We'll figure so, out how to So here's how to my – we play halves in Wisconsin. And what I found is I play more kids. That's one of the reasons I think they did it. I didn't um, realize you did that. Yeah, we play two 18-minute halves. So, um, wow. Yeah. How long is that, is that two, going on? For? Two years. Two years, I think. Okay. Because yeah. um, I've seen games in Wisconsin and I didn't – I yeah. think it's awesome. Yeah, and it's it, 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 it. I miss the teaching point between quarters. I don't miss, you know, maybe the execution aspect of it. But, um, <laughs> uh, but the one thing I would change, and this is just me, and I want to get your perspective before we talk about your site and stuff, is I would change the stuff that happens in the off season. I would change the whole summer AAU guys. I mean, literally AAU and summer basketball should be for. 3% of the population and the other 97% should play with their high school and become better basketball players. Um, and that's my personal opinion, but it just seems like it's a huge money grub. All these kids are chasing these dreams that, you know, again, what percentage of kids play college hoops? Um, so that would be my thing. I think we could go put it back into the, into the laps of the high school coaches, I think would be an interesting thing. Well, I think that's a tremendous observation on your part. And I will say this, there are some outstanding uh, AAU coaches out there. Your and there state are. Has several. Um, there, every state has, has yes. got doing a terrific job and giving kids opportunity. Yep. Um, and I'm a part of the system because, you know, I, mm -hmm. for, for us, it's a lot easier to go out and see a hundred of, you know, 200 of the better kids playing in AAU. Right. But Steve, I've always said this. I want to see that young man play on his high school team because I want to see how he reacts to being coached with his teammates and is he a leader on his team. And a lot of times you can't see that in an AAU situation. But if I, if we could do that, oh, I'd be the first one in line. If we could go back to having the uh, – 
five-star basketball camps where you just right. go for a week or two weeks uh, where, where when you grew up and I grew up, we spent the summer going to the gym, playing with our teammates, and the majority of our time was spent working on skill development and yeah. fundamental development. And when we did play games, it was in a local um, area high school league where mom and dad aren't driving you uh, right. three, four hours. And right. Spend in order to, and, and let's be real. And when you get past that 3% you talked about, mom and dad are paying for that. Right. Uh, they're paying for the hotels and the meals and the travel, but everybody thinks that's what's going to get their son or daughter a scholarship to go to college when only 3%, 4%, right. 5% of the total population that plays high school basketball is getting that opportunity. And I could be wrong. I just yeah. do that. Off the top I, 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 I did too. It's, it's a low like, percentage. It is a low percentage. And that's what I think. I think it's a disservice for, for that other 95 or whatever percent that is. Um, let's yeah. talk about your site. So give us your website where people can contact you. I know you've got some pack line stuff. You sent me a PDF, which we'll put in the show notes, but talk about your website where people can get a hold of you if they have questions or things like that. Well, I'll, I'll give you a couple things. The first thing is this, um, and I always do this at clinics cause I want to be accessible to coach coaches. Um, my cell number is four, seven, nine, seven, five, five seven three four nine again that's four seven nine seven five five seven three four nine and if you do call me and i don't recognize the call i probably won't answer it but if you leave a message i promise you i'll get back to you um my email is jim j-i-m dot boone b-o-o-n-e at u-a-f-s university of arkansas fort smith so that's u-a-f-s dot edu if you have a question or something you want to ask me, you're more than welcome to email me. And then we do have a coach's website um, at coachjimboone.com. Simply that, coachjimboone.com. You know, I try to get out and speak um, during the fall, particularly a little bit in the spring at various coaches' clinics. Um, I've got one coming up here pretty soon in Myrtle Beach uh, with Nike but we also have a couple others that are listed on our website along the way. And then the one thing I would want to mention, we do run a free fall coaches clinic. Okay. It's free to all coaches. We've had usually have a hundred plus coaches attend. We get them from all over the nation and we get some international coaches that come as well. And we will be continuing that clinic this year on October 4th and 5th at the University of Arkansas, Fort Smith, at our Stubblefield Center, which is our arena. Okay. And love to have anybody that wants to come to it, come to it. Um, basically, we cover pack line defense, A to Z, our, our motion offense approach. We have two team practices, usually about four to six lectures. It usually covers about eight hours of uh, okay. basketball. Well, that would be awesome. Do you run similar to, Dick, to Coach Bennett's uh, blocker mover offensively? We didn't even get into offense. Um, we do a couple of different things. Um, we, we do run a very similar blocker mover approach, probably more like Tony okay. Bennett, yep. Tony Bennett's running yep. now with Virginia. I believe they call it sides. We call it pairs. Yep. Um, Coach Knight called it pairs. We call it pairs. And then um, we will run a little. We usually try to run two to three alignments, okay. usually just two. And usually our secondary alignment is triangle, which is – is also like Coach Bennett's. Um, but I like that, and here's why. 
in a nutshell. Uh, it's easier to teach. It allows us to spend more time on defense in practice and therefore to spend less time total in practice and to focus what practice time we have offensively on the development of our individual skills. Okay. That makes a total 100%. Coach, I really appreciate you taking your Saturday. Oh, it's been fun, Steve. Thank you. I'm it, glad we got it to work there. I know it was a slow start, but thank, it's thank two you old for dogs. with me. I'm yeah. a little technologically disadvantaged here at times, so thank I, you. I, I, I appreciate it. You, you and Rick Torbert are basically have, have won the records for Coach Unplugged's longest. Because once I start moving and if I'm having the feeling, you know, you two are really close. You, uh, I really appreciate taking the time. Well, so you um, just put me in really good company because he's outstanding. So thank you. He is. He's a great guy. And he's, he, he reminds me of Coach Meyer. He's always answering questions. He's always helping. So thank you for all the coaches that are listening to this. Um, and you and I will talk soon. Thanks again, Coach. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you love it and you want to support us, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial as we talk. Subscribe, like, jump up and down, do whatever you got to do. Those Apple podcasts mean a lot to us. I read every one of them. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.